Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, uh, my name's Mae Muller. I am born and raised in London. I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, that's basically all that I'm good at. And now I'm going to... Talk some shit for an hour and a half, which is my favourite thing. Yeah. How hard is it when you have to do that? <laughs> I, I actually don't think I could do it. It's why, too, it's why, too much. Why don't you now do you it do it. I, I'm not going to do it. Come on. It's you, too bad. I can't do it. I yeah, get you can. Really, I believe in you. I get go, really nervous. Now look down the camera and do it. Look down the camera. <laughs> you could definitely do it 100%. Hello? Sell yourself. Go on. But, Hello? But mate, I would say with you, I would say with you, you have a lot of confidence. Thank you. Yeah, you do. It's taken a hot minute to get there, but I, I think... Um, I think, well, doing music and like writing music has helped a lot with that. Really? I, I never used to be as confident as I am now. What, why? Because when I, I mean, we, we met on Sunday brunch and you were like, and I was going on and I was tired. It's Sunday morning and I had such a long week and I met you and you were such like this amazing, like, yeah, you just had such great energy. Thank you. And that's where we met. So you, you're saying that you weren't confident before? Uh, no, I was quite. I think growing up and in school, I was always very, um, I was felt a little bit like an outsider a bit, like on in every group mm. I was in, I was always sort of on the outskirts and mm. like, you know, when you feel like, you know, people would make jokes and I was sort of never really like in on the joke. It was weird. Um, and- I think a lot of people feel like that though. Yeah, I think maybe that's just surprised. being young and being, but I think, and I had a lot of like messed up relationships when I was younger, mm. which really like obviously messed with my whole, it just fucked my shit up majorly. So I think going in and being able to write really helped me like understand that and like understand mm. like what, what I went through. And I think a lot of the time people listen to my music and like they meet me and they're like, oh my God, she's so confident and da 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 da. But it like took a while to, mm. to, to get there. And I think a lot of my songs, when I sound really kind of like this sassy, like bad bitch, I was actually like just putting on such a front and I was actually really sad and <laughs> felt like I wasn't that person. And I kind of felt a bit like a phony for a while because everyone was like, oh my God, like this bad bitch energy. And I was like, babes, it was kind of just like my armor. And it was like, Everyone's a phony it was, point, it, was right? a it was kind of like a protection for me. And now I feel like I just faked it until I, until I made you've it. Like, now I feel like I actually am. You've become what you were like projecting. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, but I, I, I think, look, I, I, I think what you're saying, it's interesting to get into it from the start because I love, this is why I love podcasting as like a, for, like a medium because you can just like, you, ne you don't get this anywhere else where you can just talk about stuff. No. People always say that I didn't realize this for ages, like what, what childhood does to you. Mm -hmm. Like a childhood like, like grows you, makes you, becomes you. Like, it's like the blueprint for everything. It is the blueprint for absolutely everything. Yeah. And I never really realized realized that until I got older and I realized that a lot of my insecurities and a lot of my uh issues with um confidence I I, I was a confident person but deep inside I was not confident mm -hmm. at all and I and I like faked all of this out there yeah and I think mm -hmm. a lot of people do that you have to be an incredibly secure person mm -hmm. and I don't think 
life leads you to that place. You you said that you had some hard relationships. Yeah. What, what kind of relationships, hard relationships did you have? Oh gosh, it's so odd because I- This is a safe space. We can talk no, about anything here. Do you know what? It's good. I feel like I've never spoken about it. Okay. Public, got a first. Like, publicly. Getting a little exclusive, exclusive on the trauma. Right <laughs> Woo! No, obviously I've, I've, I've touched on it in like in my music and stuff, but I, I think when I first started doing music, I felt like I had to be, and I feel like a lot of it is being a woman in music as well. You feel like you have to be this like strong, sassy, like confident person. So I never really spoke about anything before, but mm. I've started to speak about it now. And I think I was really, really young. I was like 15. It was my first relationship, my first proper, proper it felt to me relationship. And it was two and a half years. And I think so 15 to like 17, nearly 18, they're such important your brain hasn't even fully like formed yet. Mm. And I was just with someone who was just very, very like emotionally, like physically, like mentally abusive. And I think that for me was, that's what I learned that I thought that that's what love was. That was the normal for you. That was the norm. So then yeah. that carried through into a lot of my relationships. And I think now I've, you know, 10 years later, I finally learned how, like that that's not what love is and that's not, that's not what I should expect from people mm. and I should expect the good in people. But it kind of, yeah, it really like messed me up for a minute. And I think looking back, I was just way too young to be like dealing with with any of that. But that's why when I started writing music like years later, I think I had kept all this stuff in and letting it out was really quite helpful. And I think in a Cathartic, lot of my- right? Yeah, you very You can start getting it out of there. And even though I didn't really go into like, specifically what happened i think all my music was basically what i wish i could have said and how mm. how i wish i dealt with things back then um do you have anger towards it still i don't have anger because i feel like i am in a good position now and i feel like i've learned so much mm. and i would way rather go through that when i was even though i i feel like i missed out on a lot of my youth because of it because um, you give everything to that relationship. You give and so, everything. Yeah, and so yeah. you'll stop. You, 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 you become... I had no friends. Like yeah. all my... I, like I was so isolated and I was made to believe that this was the person that could like heal me. Like no... Like I was made to believe that no one else loved me as much as he did. My friends were all out to get me. Like they didn't understand me. Like he was the only one. He was the yeah. only one. So I was like, I believed it. Um, and so I think but I would rather go through it when I was 17 than when I was like in my thirties. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because totally. I've learned so much and I will never ever deal with that ever again. Well, you know? I mean, all, all these things are lessons and I guess like it's a double-edged sword because out of that, you then were able to write like amazing music, right? Exactly. And, and oh, I think, the material. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have had anything to go off otherwise. It would you know have been what I really mean? bland. Like, like, who wants to write about being happy? Boring. <laughs> shit. Yeah, who who yeah. wants to hear that? I'm in a yeah. really loving relationship. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Like, Not Capaldi, so doesn't yeah. Capaldi, no way. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's got the memo. He <laughs> yeah. was like, he gets it. But it, but it's, I, I mean, so, psychologically, right? Or if you if you talk to psychiatrists, a psychiatrist say, right, especially for, for women in particular, um, a a sort of woman's first love is their dad mm -hmm. and a lot of the time what happens is is that um you when a 
women go into their first relationship, they almost see like a see like it's a father figure almost. So they first relationship is with their dad, and then the next person they love after that is their partner, whoever it is. Yeah, and that's why sometimes you lean so heavily into it, especially at a young age, mm-hmm. because we don't understand ourselves that much at all, and so no. we suddenly think this person that we find, and and men get it quite a lot as well. But you, we fall into these relationships, and we give everything into them and they the the partners become our brothers our sisters our boyfriends our fathers our everything and yeah. so the thought of losing them is you think you're going to literally lose everything yeah it's like you're losing like a part of yourself because you have given yourself to that person mm. and then it's like well i can't how do i operate without without it and you kind of get it sounds messed up but you get addicted to that pain it's like what's yeah. it what's it called um um stockholm syndrome a little bit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. where it's like you and because i was equating like that pain to i thought that was like he's just passionate Mm. he loves me that's why he does this like whenever he like was he cheating yeah oh he everything under like what you can imagine he was doing and like it's crazy because obviously now I think there are so many more tools and there's so many more like gaslighting. That wasn't, I didn't like when I was a teenager, like that was not a thing. Like I didn't, no one even knew that was a word in my, in my, like in my yeah, teenagers. Yeah, exactly for sure. So now I'm like, oh, that's what was happening. Like, mm. you know, he would, they, and it's so weird even talking about him now because it's like, I'm so over it, but I feel like I kind of, I don't owe it to anyone, but I, I feel like I'm at a stage now where like I can talk about it because I'm fully, like, I think I am like healed and it's it's done with, but. Yeah, but do you know what also is made, which is amazing, is that so many people go through that. Men, yeah. women, whoever it is, it doesn't yeah. matter. And and especially at a young age, the, that that period of our life, 15 to like, mm-hmm. or 14 to like 18 is where we, we really start to fall in love and we understand it. And I, I definitely had my horrendous breakup yeah. when I was about 16, 17 years old. And, and, it was so awful because in my head, I was like, I'm going to marry this person. I was like, yeah. 100%, I'm going to marry this person. Yeah. And, and mine wasn't like a, a mentally or physically or whatever abusive in any way, but it definitely cut me at the time. Yeah. And it, it's, and you, and also you don't understand emotions. So you don't even know what you're going through. No. It's like, a, what, what is this thing that I'm feeling? And the hardest thing about it is you never think it's going to end. No. You think that feeling is going to be with you mm. forever. That's <laughs> why I feel like it is important to speak about it because I hear about like, people even people and you don't need to be like young and impressionable and like night like it happens to anyone but i yeah. feel like when i was stuck in that cycle like i just thought it was impossible to get out like you're so trapped and i feel like it like it it does happen and you and 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 you do become stronger after it i mean but it's when when you're in it it's it's just it just seems like an impossible did it also feel you touched on the fact that you said like you said you always felt like you were on the outside of every group yeah at the time so then and that's a tricky thing is because we all i don't know if you had this ever but uh, we all feel different i think anyone who feels like they're like a tetris thing and like i definitely fit in like i I played sport and all that kind of stuff and so that was kind of my space to fit in but there were definitely points where you feel insecure whatever do you think because you were feeling that in every group then you find this person whoever it is and then you fit there you're like ah this is my space this is where i belong and it makes you feel safe and it makes you feel wanted and you feel seen Mm. and then that kind of leads into like they're the only one that understands you know but then it it, and, and but that kind of 
yeah, it, it, but it, 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 it's crazy how, even though in the grand scheme of things, like two and a half years is not a long time, like it bleeds into so much of your life. At that age, two and a half years is You're, a long time. Yeah. Because you've then, only lived, what, you were 15 at the time. So yeah. that is a long time. And then, and I, I used to be very, I used to put a lot of my like self-worth and like validation on, on like how men like saw me and like mm. a lot of, you know, I, and I feel like I'm still kind of getting, getting over that now where if if even if I don't like if I don't like find a man attractive, if I feel like they didn't find me attractive, it really bothers me. And I don't know what that means, but I'm just like I feel like when I was younger, I'd put a lot of my worth on like what kind of mm. what my boyfriend thought, what what men thought. It was really strange. Um, it's not strange, and also I applaud your honesty. Because, yeah. No, it's good. I think it's such a good thing. So, you, it, it, so many people feel like that. Yeah, but it's, it's so external crazy. validation. Like yeah, we, we it feel, is to feel normal. We're like everyone must like love me or fancy me or. Whatever. But it's like I don't even like you, so why do I care if you like me? And yeah. I think it's just like an it's just like a insecurity thing. But I think when that relationship was done, I kind of got straight into another thing, and. um um, that was very toxic, but on both ways, because I had learned all these behaviors and I just didn't trust. And so when I was just like a bit of a, I was a bit of a psycho, but mm -hmm. because of what I'd just been through. But I think he wasn't really that much better, but because he wasn't as awful, I was like, he's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he treats me like a queen. And my friends were like, mm, I don't know if he does, but, but I was like, oh, really? Okay. I thought he, but, and now I'm just like, I feel like I've just found that balance of mm. like, uh, and it's taken me this long, but I'm fine on my own. Like I've been single for two years now, which is the longest I've ever been single for since I was 15. And um, I'm so, I'm like so happy. And I feel like I don't need somebody else to like make me feel whole. I've got my own thing going on. Um, like I love my friends, like my family, like I love my work. And so anyone that comes into my life now, like they just have to add positivity yeah, but it's not yeah. going to be that they're not going to be like the be all and end all you know but yeah. wait, but wait, sorry, Mary, you go no it's just it's such an important place to get to because like we start our romantic lives and we immediately like get forced into it and we're kind of almost led to believe that we need someone there all the time and that yeah. we can't just like exist on our own but like to get to a place where you're actually just happy with your own shit yeah. and then someone else can come into that and be a positive rather but, than you like clinging on to them being no like, exactly please be the answer to everything oh my god yeah. <laughs> love me please yeah. I saw a quote and I can't remember who it was by, but I think I'm all, you know, as a woman and I feel like a lot of women, I feel like even when I'm on my own mm. and there's no one even around, I'm always thinking about how I'm being perceived yeah. and like, and oh, I can't remember the quote, and I'm not gonna do it justice, but someone said that women have, they like, we feel like we have a man inside of us, like watching us, like doing like whatever we, do and we're, we're and we're even when I'm just like going to the shops or I'm doing something I'm constantly thinking about and I how I'm being perceived and how mm. I'm doing things and what and, and and I think it's really hard to unlearn that but I think just being a woman in today's society being a woman in music as well is it just it it, it it really but, amplifies that. Yeah. Give, give me that as well. Cause, cause I, I'm so into, cause I want to also, I, I, we're, we're jumping forward, but we, I also want to go back. But being a, being a female in the, in the music industry is, is tough. Mm. It must be because. Um, You're getting compared like constantly. Yeah. But talk about that. But like, what, like, cause that is, that must be really hard because you're not only, 
look, I, God, I, feel, I, I feel like women get sexualized more in the music so, industry than, than men. It's like there's the performance and there's also like a sexualized. Well, you can't to- win. I feel like if you are an artist who feels really comfortable and feels beautiful by like being sexual and they, you feel beautiful by like, you know, um, where, you know, having, showing skin, that's how you yeah. feel good. People will like judge you for that. Mm. But then if you don't, people will be like, oh, get your tits out. Like that might help. Like, it's literally like psycho. It doesn't make sense. But it's also like- as well, it's like, it's so outdated. And I feel like it is shifting a little bit now where it's like as a middle aged old fucking man, like mm. how do you know like what's best for me? Do you know mm. what I mean? And I feel like a lot of the industry is it's controlled solely by older men mm. and when like older white men yeah li- yeah literally and when what the it majority is, is like y- young like female stars uh young fe- and uh, like that it, i just feel like it's just a bit of a weird it's just like a weird balance because well, they're not you and they don't understand what they're doing mm. is they're saying what they think is right and yeah. so it's actually it, it doesn't they don't understand what people are after, I suppose. And and I and I think you're right. I think with women in the music industry, it's really hard. Because you're told, and especially when you're told, you have to be sexy, you have to be this, you have to be that. Yeah, and that's really hard to have to deal with. I do think, though, I feel really good about what artists are doing at the moment just for example like i think the i think the fact that like billy eilish is like Mm. such a role model for so many people i think is amazing because she's always just like i'm gonna do what i fucking want Mm. you know if i want to cover up i'm gonna cover up and then she got to a point where she goes i feel sexy doing this now so i'm gonna do this and i'm doing it because i want to Mm. and i feel like oh my gosh i wish i had that when i was like when i was growing up yeah you know but and i feel like it is it is so there is a shift there and i feel like we're we understand that we 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 can having control is so important um it's especially in like a climate where we feel totally out of control all the time yeah and so you need that control but but take me back to like when you were younger though because a lot of these things because you're still you're 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 still in the most unpatronized so young and in this industry and doing these things what was like your upbringing you from london in kentish town what was it like yeah i mean i i feel like i had a really like amazing like privileged upbringing like Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very, very close with my mum and dad. My mum and dad separated when I was like six or seven. Snap right there. The same as me. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a real good time. It's a it real a good time. time. Great had, time for I parents. Was I had so <laughs> I had so much fun going through that. But you know, I it's <laughs> yeah, literally the worst. Yeah, but I'm very, very lucky that they got through it and now my mum and dad are really close as friends mm. and um i think a lot of that was my my mum my she's like the best person ever and she's everyone that meets her just loves her but she is a bit of a hothead and um she was really her and she i think for her it was really really hard to be the bigger person going through that and um but in the end like she was the one that kind of made sure that you know the 
that everyone kind of stuck together in a way and she had to get over a lot of hurt and swallow her pride to make sure that happened um it's funny with divorce i just say that when when my parents got divorced when i was like eight right um i and i spoke about this before i definitely saw my dad as the the person who because my dad was the one who divorced my mum. okay and so i thought my dad was the bad guy mm. he's the bad guy but actually as i got older i realized there's two sides to every story yeah mm. and and you just don't realize that as a kid and and yeah. it's so interesting as you get up you're like holy shit like I love my mum, but I'm sure my mum was an effing nightmare. Well, like, also you, know. you realise when you get older that like your parents have no fucking idea what they're doing. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the biggest realisation that adults literally, so they, they have no idea. They they're literally no doing idea. the same guesswork that we were I mean, doing. literally yes. when I like, I. But was that scary for you to find out? I think it was kind of comforting in a way. It's, yeah, it's kind of comforting. Cause it's like, oh, I mean, it's kind of scary where it's like, oh my God, okay, this shit doesn't get easier. Like I'm going to be, in my 40s 50s having like just not knowing what the hell i'm doing but then also it's comforting that it's like oh that this just that's just how that's just life like that's just how this mm. works and everyone is everyone has flaws and no one is perfect so it kind of makes you feel a bit better and it kind of makes you let go of like that expectation like okay one day everything's gonna fall into place and it's all gonna click like i feel like that doesn't happen mm. so it kind of make, allows you to just go with the flow a bit more wow. in my in my case anyway yeah you, you you took it differently to me when did you when did you discover that though when did you realize that everyone's guessing um i don't know i don't know if there was like one moment but i think i think i think you know seeing parents split up and i i'm like so bad i hate when people go on about their parents divorce i'm like get the fuck over it like there's yeah, more stop, going on stop going on about it no no yeah, i'm li but i'm honestly i'm like oh my god I, th I think it's the most annoying thing but um no but this is part of your story this is why we're talking but i think seeing that it just it just from a very young age and i wasn't i, I wasn't hidden from a lot do you know what I mean? It, nothing was kept under wraps oh, wow. kind okay. of thing. So arguments and things like that. Arguments. And, and I really don't want to pay my parents in a bad light because they are you're not. the best. You're not, I promise but, you. But you know, you're all in one house, like you see yeah. shit, right? Um, Do you have brothers and sisters? I have four brothers, but one wow. older brother who's from my mum and dad. And then my dad had two other kids and my okay. mum had one of the kid. Everyone's really close, you know. Similar to them. Which is lovely. That's yeah. nice. That's amazing. That's yeah, great. I mean... It, it honestly now it's like people but people say they come and they come and visit and they see how close everyone is and people think it's weird do you know what i mean like it's not and, and, and it makes me remember like that's not normal for all the brothers to, and like uh, all the siblings from like to, to get on like my step parents get on really well my mum and my 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 mum gets on with my stepmom, my dad. Like it's very it's, yeah, modern family. It sounds family. a bit cringe, but that's what family should be, right? Yeah. You should be able to go above like the kind of. Well, and it's shown me that you know wherever there's a will, there's a way. And I know, and I know, I'm very, very lucky. And 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 everyone's situation is different, but it showed me that like it can happen. Like things can break, but come back together again. And it might be different, but it can work. So it's kind mm. of made me optimistic about the future. It's, a, it's amazing that you said it about guessing for, for, for me and guessing in life and like realizing that your parents are actually guessing as well and everyone's guessing and no one really knows the answer and we're just trying to figure it out as we go along but for me when I found out that, that really upset me because I thought my parents were superheroes when uh, growing yeah. up and uh -huh. I thought that suddenly I'll get to an age or whatever it is and that suddenly all the answers will be there and then I got to you know whatever like 28 and I was like 
holy shit, I don't have the answers. And worse than that, no one else has the answers. No. And everyone is just guessing. It doesn't matter if you're Steve Jobs or you're Mother Teresa or whoever you are, like everyone was guessing. Mm -hmm. And actually what you kind of got to try and do is just be a good person, I suppose. And and good person means empathetic and loyal and reliable and all those kind of stuff. But for me, that was really sad. I, I It made me upset. Yeah. And then it got me into a really upsetting stage as well. But then I sort of started questioning like um, life and being like, well, what's the point if we're all just going to like die? Like, and no one knows what we're doing. <laughs> and no one knows what happens. Uh, yeah, no one knows what happens. I was when like, did, when did this happen? I'm just picturing this your is face, about 30. Just sat at home. Like, oh, God. Yeah, about 29, I reckon. I'm checking. I, I suddenly, I was like, what were, you the on hell? A, were you on a hangover? No, no hangover, nothing. <laughs> Honestly, it lasted for about six months. And I was like, this oh, is no, pretty. Existential <laughs> dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to a therapist about it. And I said to the therapist, I keep having these like really like psych, uh, like, um, what do you call like um, philosophical thoughts? And the therapist's words were, "It's not good to have uh, uh, yeah. philosophical thoughts." And have I went, you tried not doing that. Yeah, and I, and <laughs> just, I went, yeah, just stop, stop thinking. Yeah, and, and I went, but but I can't stop. And they went, "Well, typically it's not a not a good thing to go down." And I went, "Well, that that's made me feel worse." Yeah. You're not giving me the tools yeah, yeah, yeah. And, to and not failing, do that. Failing that, have you tried Xanax? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good at shutting up. <laughs> sending me down. Like, stop telling me that this route is bad because I want to go down this route. Okay, but you're so you're six, seven years old. Your parents divorce. Uh, that's hectic. You see a lot of things going on in the household because your family are quite open, which is positive in lots of ways. What Do you live with your mum or do you live with your dad or how does it split? So my dad moved to Cornwall like seven years ago. And then, um, so I was living with my, so so when they both lived in London, it would be like every other weekend mm -hmm. with my dad. And then, no. And then I would do two, like three days at my dad's. God sounds hectic. Three days at my mum's <laughs> and every other weekend. Do you know, we, but it was, it was we, split across, split right? equally. And then my dad moved to Cornwall. So I obviously was just stayed with my mum. Mm. And then my mum has now moved to Dorset. So now I am with my aunt who I'm very, very, because I don't want to move out. I don't want to move are out they, yet. They're all moving away from you. Maybe I'm the problem. Quite, I don't know. quite far away each time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, have you? Yeah. Are you the problem? Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> Damn, I didn't think about that. No, but they, um, so I live with my aunt who I'm very close with because I just don't want to move out until I can buy a flat, mm. which yeah, I'm hoping fair. to do next year. And we're really close. And she actually goes away a lot for work. So I basically have the place to myself. So I've kind of like st struck gold. But then my dad and my mum are coming in and out of London all the time for like, my dad is staying with me at the moment because he's in London for yeah. work. So it's like, I see everyone all the time. But where does music come into this? Like, so where does that start? Like, I, like because were you one of these people who always performed on stage? Did you like that sort of I center? I have been like an attention whore since I was like two. <laughs> so I think that was it. I was constantly just like, you know, at every Christmas or like a family thing, I was just like, I've, I want to put on a show. Everyone sit down. I want to sing for you. And everyone was like, okay. And bless them. They, they sat and listened to whatever I've come up with. But I just, I don't know what it was, but I just knew that I loved performing and I knew that I just loved, it sounds so kind of silly, but I just, I loved music. And I felt like, I felt like I loved music more than anybody else, which probably wasn't true, but I just, I, I it just resonate with me so much. And I, you know, I grew up listening to like Gwen Stefani, Lily Allen, Florence and the Machine, all these like amazing women. And I was just like, wow. wanna, I want to do that. I want to do that. Um, That's strange though, having that confidence there, but not much confidence other places. Because I mean, you could get on stage and you felt like I feel comfortable here. Well, I think when you're a kid, like you don't really have a lot of fear. So no, you don't. When I was a kid, I would just do, I would do whatever. And then you like go to school and then you meet guys and, 
they trample your confidence into the ground. <laughs> no <laughs> um, more performing at Christmas. No now. more performing at Christmas <laughs> for a while. But I, I, I just knew that I loved it and I knew um, I would write songs here and there, but like not properly. Like I don't, I don't really play an instrument. So I wasn't, I didn't really get into like the real writing stage until quite a bit later. But um, I loved English and I used to, you love the way the words work. Yeah, and I just, I loved reading. And, and when I was in secondary school, I used to teach creative writing to like the younger kids. Mm. And I did that as like an extra like curricular thing. Cause I just, I mean, I was bad. I couldn't, I was so bad at science. So bad at math. I had to retake maths like three times. Cause my, I feel like my brain just wasn't wired that way. But I'm I loved- I'm not interested in it either. I wasn't interested. And that was the thing with me at school. Like if I wasn't interested, like I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I could, I just, I could not sit there and do it. It's, so, it's bizarre isn't it my brain works exactly the same way as that yeah where if i'm just not interested i just don't I, care yeah i was the same didn't really like maths but like writing but i felt because it was like it was a form of expression yeah it just made me feel quite good and even if it was shit what, I was writing. what were you writing like stories i would just write i mean i did history in english uh, okay. I, and so like i was writing quite a lot anyway a lot and of it, just, it was quite therapeutic even though sometimes it was quite shit and boring what i was talking about yeah but well, I, the re- I used to, i did english lit as well but the reason why i like english literature is because i liked the um the the the, the way that you can get into stuff like the, the reason why that door was painted red or, or you yeah. know and, and, and pathetic fallacy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Every, everything <laughs> everything fallacy. god I, one of the worst i think i've said this but one of the worst moments in my life was when i was doing my as level right so mm. as levels before a level i was doing my as level english and I was one of these people, as you can imagine, never really read the question, just really blah, 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 straight through. And I was doing Jane Eyre. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We love a bit of Jane Eyre. We love a bit of Jane Brocklehurst. We love a little <laughs> bit of Jane Eyre. Yeah, you know, Bertha Mason in the attic. <laughs> you won't. I straight over your head. I didn't, I didn't yeah, do Jane Eyre. Yeah. Straight so. over that your head. That scare me, that bit. Yeah, really scary. It <laughs> was quite scary. Anyway, I was doing my AS level. And uh, I sit down in my big exam hall at my school and there's what, like 150, 200 kids in the, the room. And I was like, and I open up the paper, Jane Eyre, here we go. And I open up and I didn't know the question. And I went through next, <gasps> didn't know the question. Your heart. Oh, no. My heart. And as I got to like page three, it was like my, my anxiety and like adrenaline was going through. I was like, oh my God. I feel a bit anxious thinking about it. <laughs> I know, honestly, it was honestly the most horrendous thing in the world. So anyway, I got to like, last time I was like, I don't know anything. And so I went through again. I was like, Fuck, I don't know any questions. So I went, I'm going to have to faint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. I love that. Faint. Stop it. I, I, honestly, I went. I'm gonna have to faint. No, you didn't. Yeah. So I honestly, <laughs> I honestly, How did you do it? I honestly prepared myself, and I was gonna go, Ugh. <laughs> like fall off, because I'd always had those rumors that if you like faint, you get like your average mark or whatever it is. And I was like, no, I'll just look through this exam one more time. And I looked through and I found a question that I knew I didn't have to faint. But I was honestly so on the verge to. of freaking doing it. <laughs> It, but I'm the same as you, mate. I, I like the way the words worked and I, and I liked all of that. And, and I like performance as well. So, yeah. so there's so many similarities there for sure. I feel like I was always a bit jealous. I, I kind of wish I loved masks. I kind of liked the idea that like there was one way to do it. There's only one answer. And like if once you learn the formula, like that's it. Yeah. And that was like, oh, that must be quite nice. But I guess with English, it's nice how like you can kind of interpret it in your own way. Which you can bullshit. I, you which I love. Yeah. I was, was like, amazing. sign me yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you why this door is red. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You can try and tell me otherwise, but that's part of it. It signifies danger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but you're performing, you're doing those kind of things. And you're performing at school? Are you in the school plays and all that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I did the school plays. I never got the main role, which I was so bitter about. Did I you w- not? They made me play 
um, I did Romeo and Juliet and I was like, of course I'm gonna get Juliet, like, hello. <laughs> they gave me the fryer. <laughs> The fryer. <laughs> Do you even remember in, there being a fryer? As in the thing that you cook on. <laughs> the, the cooker. <laughs> Nailed it. What did you do? You were, shh, <laughs> who is the fryer in your engineer? I was the one I think, I don't, that, isn't he the one that like sells the poison to Romeo, I don't. Oh I my know. god, a that's very, a really very, very distant small part, right? I was like, you do not see my talent, and I feel very unappreciated here. And um, but yeah, I I, I just I liked, but even then. Mm. I was like really bad at learning my lines and I just could, I don't know why because I just wasn't 100% like mm. in it but I'm and yeah and, and any chance I got to like sing in an assembly I would do it I mean I was that kid I was so annoying but I kind of like I liked that I liked that like positive yeah like attention and the way it made me feel and I was like oh god it's so funny because you, you were quite like that oh I, I like I just like you're <laughs> speaking exactly what I was like I was the like complete opposite of that you were you're shy I but you're such you're an introvert flower. yeah I was like oh my god like it's public speaking I would go so red look at you now I would crumble I mean look at me now but you but Come it's so, so funny for being because you you are you, you have confidence but you are I shy did, at the same I time I was forced to have it by going on tv it was literally like that being sounds kicked. like hell on earth. <laughs> Honestly, it was like what made I got you so like... pissed oh, to do right. the first scene. Yeah. Wait, that's such a good question. I'm not, what made you do TV? I, yeah, I, if I you were so shy. And I don't know. It was a weird. Were you just like I might as well? I yeah, I'm. I'm really glad I did it because it yeah. pushed me out of out of my comfort zone, and I've learned a lot from doing it, and I've grown mm -hmm. in some ways from some it. Ways. In some ways. <laughs> Not growing in others. Do you think but, um, alcohol gave you that confidence sometimes? Yeah, I'm hammered right now. Um, <laughs> absolutely. It's steaming. not water in that can. <laughs> yeah. But did you not have that? Is that what you had sometimes? What? Where, where drinking booze. Yeah, drinking booze. Is that is that why we went through a period in our early 20s when we were just drinking a lot? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it anyway before having to do anything like that. Really? I just, I've always loved partying. I would love to stop drinking, but I'm just not at that era in my do, life. Do yet. you find that you drink to perform or is that not a thing um no, maybe in social <laughs> settings like if i'm actually like if i have a show like i will never drink before mm. um afterwards absolutely but before i like to have like a clear head and i don't i don't think i need that to like go on stage do and do my thing mm. but in like a social setting or if i'm like going on a date or whatever go going on like a sober date is literally sends like shivers down my why spine. I don't know, and there's, I, there's something you're, to You're so there, talkative, you're beautiful, you have a great career. Like, I, what on I earth? Not, I don't know, actually. I really don't know. I think I, I, I'm at a stage now where I, it's bad, but I, like, I equate like alcohol with like well, having fun. It's because yeah. you haven't done it without, right? You have to like, you have to learn. I mean, how to I know, to me, I have done it without, but I think I do it without when I feel like I'm not going to like the person. I don't know. Or Just if to make it extra boring. No, 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 <laughs> maybe not. No, no, not, not like that. But like, if I think I'm like, oh, do you know what? I think I think I like him, but maybe it's just like a friend's thing. Mm. But if I feel like I like you, I might need a little. Because okay. you're, you're getting nervous. I, 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 nervous, yeah. I, I, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about more. I want to talk about the music industry, your music. Yeah. Your music that you've created. Yeah. I want to talk about dating and let's talk about alcohol, but we're going to stay, take that for part two. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. God, I love this honesty. It's just epic. <laughs> this is what we want on a I'm, Monday, baby. I'm a manic. I'm an oversharer. Yeah, so that's great. I'm the perfect guest. I'm going gonna... to listen back to this and be like, get me into therapy right now. <laughs> okay, here we go. See you in part two. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.